Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? It's your boy Long Beach Joe, and I am back at it, back at it, back at it again. I'm back at it again, man. <laughs> and there's a lot to discuss today. A lot to discuss today about the New York Jets. A lot of expectations. I've got a lot of gone back and forth with a lot of New York Jets fans and, you know, my Jets brothers and sisters out there. And let me tell you something. They're expecting quite a bit this upcoming season with a lot of upgrades that we've made. So we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about Zach Wilson as well. A lot of people putting pressure on him. There's a lot of fans that are saying, hey, look, (laughs) you got the weapons. Now it's time to deliver. So we're going to be talking about that as well. 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639 is number. Call in. Lines are hot. We're going to be getting to everybody. But before I get into it, let me go ahead and open the show. Listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shame this promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth to folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on the Long Beach Joe Show. Your boy's on, uh, on Twitter as well, YoungJ000. Follow that. Follow you right back. Let's go back and forth. Show's page as well on Twitter as well, at the Long Beach Joe, at the Long Beach Joe on Twitter. Go ahead and follow that. Follow you right back as well. I love going back and forth with folks. Your boy's also on iTunes as well, man. Go to iTunes, okay? Type in The Long Beach Joe Show. Subscribe to that podcast and give me some feedback. Give me a five-star rating. Let me know how you folks feel about what I'm doing over here. I want to thank everybody that does give me feedback as well. I truly appreciate it. Really enjoy connecting with people. You can also catch the show live as well, okay? Because your boy, I don't know if some of y'all know, but I'm handsome. (laughs) <laughs> I'm looking good out here. I don't, you know, I'm not trying to toot my own horn. I'm looking good out here in these streets, all right? All right? I'm looking good. That's what I'm being told, okay? I got a face made for TV. I'm just saying. So if you want to check that out, come on over to YouTube, okay? Come on over to YouTube. Type in The Long Beach Joe Show. The Long Beach Joe Show, all right? It'll come up. You can also type in as well my channel's name. Long Beach Joe Jets, Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube, right? Type that on in. Come on over to the channel. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell. And give me a comment so we can go back and forth in the comments as well. You know what I'm saying? We have a lot of fun. Talk Jets. We game sometimes. We have a lot of fun over here. So please come on over. Long Beach Joe Jets, Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. We have a blast. You know what I'm saying? So, now, with all that put beside us, we have a bit to discuss, man. The New York Jets have been making some moves. Last time since we had the show, Garrett Wilson has been signed officially. So he's now an official New York Jet. He was signed to a four-year deal, $20.55 million contract, $12.1 million signing bonus. And guess what? Comes with a standard, you know, 15-year option as well on a contract. So salute to Joe Douglas getting that done. Again, this guy's the 10th pick in the, in the first round of the draft. Phenomenal, phenomenal wide receiver. I think he's going to have some impact for us this year as well. Another weapon added to continue to progress and push this offense forward. So I'm excited we got him done. Joe Douglas really, you know, got it done with a lot of those first-round draft picks. He made sure those guys were signed 
No holdup, no drama this year, no nothing. So Garrett Wilson is in the fold now. He's officially a New York Jet. We also have Jeremy Ruckert signed as well. There was a lot of excitement surrounding his signing as well. As everybody knows, his family is, is full of Jets fans. He was a Jets fan growing up as well. Beautiful to see, you know, him and his father celebrate him being drafted by the New York Jets. His, his dad is a well-known meme now in, uh, in all the Jets fandom, you know, screaming about uh, Jeremy Rucker getting uh, drafted by the New York Jets. It was exciting. And uh, he signed as well, so he's officially a New York Jet as well. Four-year contract worth uh, up to $5 million. He's got an $849,000 signing bonus. So excited to see him as a New York Jet, too. Again, this was a guy that was one of the better tight ends in the draft, and we were able to grab him and pair him with, you know, the current tight ends we have as well, CJ Uzama, you know, Conklin as well. So it's exciting to see him within the fold, too. You also got DJ Montgomery as well signed by the New York Jets coming back, adding him back into the fold as a wide receiver. So that continues to help build our depth. You also see the New York Jets also have some OTAs in there as well. Voluntary stuff. Everybody, you know, Beckton wasn't there. They talked about that constantly. And, uh, you know, the Jets front office and staff said, hey, you know, Joe Douglas said, hey, we understand he's, you know, dealing with his new child. That's completely fine. So, but we saw some great things out there. We saw guys, you know, pitching and catching, throwing the football is a very light, you know, kind of OTA. They're just kind of building things up. And, uh, you know, one of the things that we saw was Stella really put some things together to have guys go out there and kind of get, you know, get to know each other. Like we said, we saw Zach Wilson out there throwing. We saw seven on seven. Uh, we saw Sauce Garner out there as well. He was, he was out there kind of locking some guys up. He's looking solid too. But as that week kind of went on, I had discussions with a lot of New York Jets fans. We went back and forth quite a bit. And one of the things that a lot of people were talking about was, hey, you know, we've added so many weapons. We've done so many different things. The draft was stellar from us as well. We're all excited about Joe Douglas. Going into next season, what's going on with Sulla? Where's it? And I started to talk to people and say, okay, well, if we've done all these things, everybody's excited about the draft and free agency. What are your expectations from this coaching staff? What's going on with Sulla? What's going on with LaFleur, right? And if you look at last season, right, Robert Sulla, the year we had last year was, was a bit rocky, but the roster was much different. The New York Jets was 4-13 and last year. On the road, we were 1-7. and That was big. That was, our roads was pretty bad. We were 1-7 and on the road, and we were 0-6 in the division. You look at Sulla, he was a guy that was kind of brought in to talk about, hey, you know, there was a lot of discussion with him being a defensive guru. Our defense was 32nd overall last season. The biggest issue, I think, with the New York Jets last season was our issues against the run. It was really bad. We were 29th against the run. And let me tell you something. We were getting ran on a lot by a lot of people, all right? We gave up 100 yards to each one of our first five opponents that season. It, the issues continued as well throughout the season with the run. The Colts ran on us really crazy. Jonathan Taylor went off. His backup went off against us as well in that game. The Philadelphia Eagles had a big running game against us, right? So we were constantly getting ate up. Guys, people were just running over us constantly. But I think with our both up defense now, especially with our defensive front being aided with some of the selections and picks that we were able to make, it's going to look a lot different, right? When you look at the situation now, we've got Quentin Williams coming back. We've got Sheldon Rankins coming back, right, John Franklin Myers. But guess what? Carl Lawson is also coming back as well. 
He was a big part, or was supposed to be a big part of our defense before he got that Achilles injury, right? And then he was done for the season. That hurt us in two different positions, right? Not just in the run, but also in the pass as well with him because he was our ipto facto pass rusher. Once he was gone, there was a lot of questions about, you know, who was going to be the guy, and nothing able was really able to materialize as far as pass rushing-wise with him gone. So now we're getting him back. He should be back by training camp. That's what he's saying. He's saying he's going to be good to go and be back and ready for training camp. So here we are. We're getting Carl Lawson back, but then what else we've done? We've also drafted Jermaine Johnson as well, who's going to be on the other side as well. So now we've got two pass rushers going to help us a lot now we got two guys that can really help us within the running game as well kind of setting teams down there's also other names too that we have out there that we could still pick up larry Ogunjobi is still a guy that's floating around there he could end up being a new york jet we also added vinnie curry back to the fold michael clemens is here we'll see where he goes but i'm telling you a lot of people are fired up about him martin there's so many guys that really we've been able to bring in and bring back Nathan Shepard is a guy that can help as well in the running game. So here we are where the New York Jets are looking much better up front than they did last year. That should really help solve our running issues. We've also added Whitehead, who's a known safety that's coming down. And let me tell you, he'll take care of things and clean it up in the box as well as far as the running game. LaMarcus Joyner being back as well. So we've got quite a bit of help defensively to really help us not get ran all over like we did last season. Another issue that we had, too, was we were 30th against the pass. Our secondary played a lot better than we, thought it, than we thought they would going into last season. But let me tell you something. We had no pass rush. I talked a little bit about it earlier. Once Carl Lawson was gone, <laughs> it was like, hey, we kind of all threw our hands up, and we said, okay, who's going to be the guy that's going to come in and really help this New York Jets team turn things around rushing the passer? And for a little bit, it was John Franklin Myers. He had some – some spurts where we saw some plays, but for the most part, it was dead the entire season. There was nobody there. We brought in Shaq Lawson. He did nothing. Vinnie Curry, actually, you know, that was the year that he went out. He had a, had a disease, so he wasn't able to play. And after that was just big question marks. So now with Carl Lawson back into the fold, Jermaine Johnson back into the fold, finally we have some pass rush. We have some guys that's going to be able to get after you constantly without us constantly having to throw blitzes at you. We're going to have some guys that are going to be able to rush the passer down in and down out. And then that pass rush from those coming from both of those guys is also going to benefit other guys on the defensive line as well, rushing the passer. One of them, namely, is Quentin Williams. Now, we can, we're going to talk a little bit about him tonight as well because a lot of people have big expectations for Quentin Williams' this upcoming season. Third overall pick, he's talked about it himself. He himself doesn't feel like he's necessarily lived up to that third overall pick. And a lot of people are looking at him saying, hey, if we're going to give this guy a big contract and keep him here, he's going to have to deliver at some point. He's going to have to be dominant. Now, in the past, we get it. Okay, we've had some so-so rosters, and you've been out there by yourself. You've been double-teamed. You've been triple-teamed, so on and so forth. But now that has changed. Now things are different. We've got two guys beside you. You should be able to make plays consistently. And so this is going to be a big year as well for Quentin Williams, and I think he's going to be able to produce. And I think having those two pass rushers beside him, you're going to have to man up with Quentin Williams. And I think when you man up with Quentin Williams, you'll get dominated. That's what I truly believe. 
So I'm looking at Quentin Williams, and I'm thinking he has a big season this year. And I think that will help us again against the pass. Because when a quarterback has 30 minutes to throw the football, I don't, I don't give a crap who your secondary is. If a quarterback has all the time in the world to throw the ball against you, guess what? He's going to have a field day. And those were a lot of issues that we saw. And so with that time being shortened to a second, I think you'll see a more aggressive Jets defense. I think you'll see a Jets defense that just is absolutely getting after it and mauling people, and that's going to help. We've also added some help in the secondary as well, as all, as all of you know. Sauce Garner being drafted in the first round. DJ, DJ Reed is here. Now, again, I know a lot of people talking about Sauce DJ. It's phenomenal. But do not forget my boy Bryce Hall. <laughs> Don't forget him. I'm telling you right now, do not forget him. If we're talking true competition in every position, if we're talking about, you know, not handing people jobs, because that's what we constantly talk about, right? That's what the, the coaching staff comes out and talks about as well. Everybody must compete. Hell, they're making uh, Makai Beckton compete for his starting left tackle position. Then guess what? Do not count out my boy, okay, Bryce Hall. This is a guy that played very well for us last season. If you think he's just going to sit back and give up that, that number one corner spot, I'm telling you, you got another thing coming. You got another thing coming. He's going to fight. Of course, we got Michael Carter II coming back. If he's fully healthy next season, he played amazing as a slot corner. Eccles, again, Whitehead at safety as well, you know. So that's going to help us. And I think that's going to help us against the screen game as well because we saw the screen game eat us up. We saw it completely eat us up last season. Now when you look at the offensive side of the ball, the coaches up there need to step up too, you know. We're big expectations. There's been offensive weapons added. You look at Michael Floor. His offense was 27th overall, or 26th overall, excuse me. And I think one of the biggest issues was our running game being ineffective. We were 27th in rushing in the NFL. Again, 27th in rushing in the NFL. It's not good because we're in a run-first scheme. We all know that we had issues along the offensive line. Greg Ben Roten it was trash. He was complete trash last season. Oh, I'm so glad that he is gone. That dude stunk. He was a terrible guard. I'm so glad that Greg Van Roten is gone. He's gone. We brought in Lakeland Thomason. He's going to play left guard. We've moved Elijah Vera Tucker to right guard. There's a vast improvement along our offensive line. We still got Connor McGovern at center. We'll see what he does this upcoming season. But there, even though there's still some improvements out there that could really help us at center as well. Now there's some – we'll see what happens at tackle again. Makai Beckton is going to be competing for that left tackle, that starting left tackle position. In my brain, if he's fully healthy, okay, which it looks like he's going to be fully healthy, and let me tell you something, he's got a chip on his shoulder. There's a lot of people talking crazy about him, a lot of people talking down about him. He's, he's, <laughs> he's let everybody know. He's not joking. He's not playing. He's coming back to prove the haters wrong this upcoming season. All right? Whether you're a Jets fan or not, there's a lot of people that have been talking negative about Makai Becton, and he is coming here to prove you wrong next season. So if he's fully healthy, in my mind, he ends up being our starting left tackle. You got fan at right tackle. This is a vastly upgraded offensive line. That should help our running game. That should absolutely help our running game. 
You got Brees Hall. You got Michael Carter, a double back attack. Michael Carter last year for us was phenomenal. At one point, he was one of our only playmakers. Now he's going to be here. He's coming back. Then you get Brees Hall added to the fold as well, a back that we just got in the draft. This is a kid that can do it all. Was the best back in the draft, and we were able to grab him up in the second round. A lot of the things that we've done this offseason, adding the tight ends that we did, C.J. Uzmazah, we added Tyler Conklin, right? A lot of these things are leaning towards the New York Jets are going to be running the football, which is huge. Because if you look at the Niners, right, we run the exact same offensive system, we run the exact same defense that they did with the Niners last year, same stuff. When you look at the 49ers, they run the football effectively. That's what they do. All right, they're top rushing team every single year with a myriad of running backs. Last year, I think their, their top running back was an undrafted rookie free agent. They run the football effectively. They play complementary football. They dominate the time of possession, which is also a form of defense. Because if you ain't got the ball, how are you going to score, dog? <laughs> Quick question. How are you going to score if you ain't got the ball? That's how the Niners do things. And guess what? They're constantly competing. They're constantly constantly in the thick of things when you talk about playoffs and chasing championships. When you look around this league, teams that run the football effectively in the NFL, they're constantly competing. You look within our division, Patriots have a solid running game. They're constantly competing. The Bills have a solid running game, right? They started a rebuild before us, got better before we did. Look at what the Bills are doing. They run the football effectively. Hell, Josh Allen could run the football just by himself. He's taking off. So a lot of things have changed around here, and I think a lot of the things when we talk about the running game improving or when we talk about things getting better with the running game, it's going to help Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson is a guy that a lot of people are looking at and saying, hey, they need to step up. Even in the as the Savages are talking right now, salutes to Matt Curtis. Matt Curtis says, do you think the bar for Zach Wilson is to be better than Mac Jones? Absolutely. Absolutely. Salutes to you. So there's a lot of discussion going back and forth about Zach Wilson and this being a year for him to step up as well. There's expectations. He threw for 2,334 yards last season, nine TDs. He was 29th in the league in that, 11 interceptions. He had a very rocky season last season. We saw him getting hit, especially early. There was a lot of hits. He was getting sacked constantly, had six sacks against Carolina, four against New England, five against Denver. He ended up jacking up his knee against New England, jacking up his PCL, right? And we saw him sit down because he had to take that time off due to the injury. At first, everybody was all over Mike LaFleur, and they were saying, hey, <laughs> what's going on with this offense? Mike LaFleur, you stink, so on and so forth, right? Then guess what? We saw Mike White step in week eight. LaFleur goes to the booth. And then we see a vast improvement on this New York Jets offense. We're seeing a quarterback that's going out there, dinking, dunking, taking what the defense is giving him, and we're seeing the offense move. And then everybody kind of backed up and went, whoa, wait a second. Maybe it's not Mike LaFleur. And we heard the echoes. This, this New York Jets coaching staff was very straightforward. They came out and told, and told us when Zach was struggling, we also saw a lot of interceptions, especially against that that in that New England game where he was sacked four times, he also had four interceptions. And they came out and said, listen, we're trying to tell Zach, hey, look, you got to take the simple stuff. 
Don't come out and just try to chuck everything downfield. Take what's in front of you. Make the boring plays. That's literally the, the quote from them. Make the boring plays because then everything else opened up. Mike White, that's what he came in and did. He made the boring plays, and we saw the New York Jets beat the Cincinnati Bengals in just making the plays, getting the ball to Carter in space, hitting guys when they needed to, getting the ball out of his hands quickly. We saw that constantly. We saw Joe Flacco be able to come in as well and look solid within the offense. We also saw Josh Johnson come in and be able to look solid within the offense too. So as the time continued to go on with Zach Wilson dealing with the injury, right, he comes back and he has some up and downs, but he ended the season. He showed us some flashes and he played all right. Last five games, no interceptions. That was big for Zach Wilson. That was big. And I think coming into this year, right, now we're looking at him and we're expecting improvement because of what's been improved around him. The offensive line is vastly better. He should be protected better. Our running game should be improved as well, which should help him because that opens things up. Last year, a lot of teams just stacked the box. They said, hey, you guys can't run the football. We don't have to worry about that. We'll make you one-dimensional. They rushed him. They brought the house to him constantly. The, the word around the league was bring pressure to Zach, force him to throw off his back foot, you'll get a turnover, or force him to just bring the ball down and you'll get a sack. That's how it was. Teams were constantly bringing pressure at us, blitz constantly. We also had issues protecting him as well, particularly up the middle. Greg Van Roten and uh, Connor McGovern struggled. Well, that's been improved. So an improved running game, improved offensive line, that opens things up. Play action becomes more viable. Our tight end position has been improved as well with Uzman, Conklin. Then you look at our wide receiver core too, Right? Got Garrett Wilson within the fold. We got Corey Davis coming back. We got Elijah Moore coming back. Braxton Berrios coming back. We've got weapons. We should see a better Zach Wilson. Now, again, look at OTAs. You look at Zach Wilson, dude, he's beefed up. This guy has hit the weight room. He's putting in the work. His mechanics should be improved as well. We saw inaccurate throws last season. We saw flat balls that were in the flats. We saw him get into the dirt. Right? It was a lot of inaccurate stuff. Short and intermediate, he struggled. He was constantly looking to chuck the football downfield. We know he's got an arm. We know that. Once he kind of settled that stuff down, and again, getting the ball out of your hands quickly, utilizing some of the guys in open space and then offense, that's when we started to see things roll. That's what we should see this year because there are so many upgraded weapons here. There's so many good things. And I'm looking around, and I'm saying to myself, when you look at what we've done, the New York Jets offensively, when you look at how Joe Douglas has been able to handle business within the draft and free agency, I think Zach Wilson should be a top 15 quarterback next year. I do. I truly do. We've seen the genius of Mike LaFleur. We've seen him be able to adjust this offensive system to various teams that we've played that were unbelievable, that last year that were like, whoa, there's no way the Jets are going to be in these games. And we were offensively because Mike LaFleur is that good of a play caller. When you add all these weapons into the fold, I want to see an improved Zach Wilson. I do. And, again, we're seeing him step up as well. He's even talked about him holding a passing camp in July. He's talked about it. He's going to hold him passing camp in July, and he's going to invite all the Jets offensive players that want to come. That's big as well because that's showing that Zach is continuing to grow as a leader continuing to grow as a leader. I truly believe that if the New York Jets, again, 
We all know health is a big thing. But if we can stay healthy, the Jets offense should be potent next year. It should be potent. And this is a year where we're going to find a lot out about Zach Wilson. Who, he, who is he? He's got the wide receivers. He's got the tight ends. He's got the offensive line upgraded. He's got what looks like is going to be a very solid running game. He's got a great coach. Let me tell you something. As much as we bash Sam Darnold and, and a lot of people bash him, and I get it, Zach Wilson has a better offense and better coaching than, Zach, than, uh, than Sam Darnold ever had when he was here, ever. He's got a better front office. He's got everything. We should see a vast improvement in Zach Wilson this upcoming season. Really, we should see a vast improvement. So we're going to get to these lines again, 515 602 is the number. Call in. I am taking all callers. I could go on forever, let me tell you. I'm excited. I don't know if everybody else is excited about this football team, but I am. I don't want to go on for another three hours about this, but I'm telling you, I am so excited about Zach Wilson. He is so talented immensely. This kid has an arm. Let me tell you something. We saw it last season. He can throw the ball. And now he has weapons. It's going to be an interesting season for the Jets. So we're going to get to these lines. Again, 515 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. If you're watching the stream, no matter where you're watching me from, please give the stream a thumbs up. Please share the stream as well. If you're watching me on YouTube, again, Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. If you're watching me on YouTube, please subscribe. If you have not subscribed, and hit that notification bell. Again, I have new callers, okay? For you new callers, when you call in, please be patient. We'll get to everybody. 617, I'll see you. We'll be coming to you soon, all right? When you call in, if you're a new caller, please be alert. I do not allow cursing on my show. If you curse on my show, I'll get you out of here fast. I'm talking fast. Faster than we got Adam Gaze out of here. Get your ass out of here, Gaze. Get out of here. Get out. So glad that that guy is gone. I don't have to deal with Adam Gaze anymore. Thank you. Oh, my God. Woo! Welcome, Robert Sulla. Thank you. Oh. So we're going to get to these lines. Woo. Almost had a crazy flashback, man. 617, 617, I'm coming directly to you. 617, you're looking like a new caller. Give me your name, where you're from. Hello? Six, yeah, 617? Yep, uh, hi, I'm from Boston. I'm a Patriots fan, but I watch the show all the time. It's oh, to be okay. Honest. Hey, listen, listen, first off, thank you. Uh, again, what's your name? I apologize. Oh, uh, my name is Gil. I'm from Boston. Okay. And uh, I just okay. wanted to call to let you know. Um, so I have been I follow you guys, you know, through you and a bunch of other Jets YouTubers. Um, I'm not going to say I'm afraid of you guys, but we I think we split this year. I think we lose to you guys at your house. Um, mm. I think the, our defense is beefed up definitely, so I think Zach will still struggle against us, but – I definitely think with your weapons, you should be able to bypass us. I mean, you saw, you see what the Bills did to us in that playoff game. So I'm not, I, I don't want to get, I don't think it's going to be like that. I think it'll probably be a 28-20 type of, you know, affair. I like, I think Mac Jones is still going to improve. So, but I think you guys are pretty, he, him and Zach are pretty comparable. And I don't think we yeah. saw the best version of Zach. I mean, we, we were already not established, but just definitely had a better start than Zach, but. 
overall, I think you guys will split with us, and I, I see a good season for you. I mean, I thought, I'll be honest, I thought you guys would be much better last year. I thought you'd be like seven wins, but hey, you know, you were in a lot of those games anyway. So I mean, I really wanted yeah. thought you guys were going to be Brady. I really thought that game was quite crazy. So, but um, I'm yeah, going to let the other colors go because let, let let the Jets uh, wait, uh, let the Jets fans go. But I just want to say, yeah, love your show, and um, good luck this season. Awesome. Thank you so much again for calling in, man. I truly appreciate you. Listen, we got listen, we got people from all over the place calling in. I take all calls. And I understand he's a Patriots fan. Salutes to him. I you know, I respect the I respect the Patriots. I respect that team, you know. We're bitter rivals. We all know that. Fight, we're all in the AFC East. But again, I want to thank him for calling in. Look, I'm telling you guys, like I've told you, listen, we're we are a team that has massive expectations now. We're hearing we just had a Patriots fan call in. They hate us. He's saying, listen, we'll expect you guys to split this year because we're going to fight. The Jets have weapons now. It's not the same old Jets like it was in the past. No, this is a team that has gained expectations because what our front, what our front office has done and what our staff is bringing to the table. Robert Sulla is a good coach in this league. People are looking at Zach Wilson and saying, hey, this guy is going to be on the up. We've seen various media outlets across, across uh, everywhere. Talk about how good they expect Zach Wilson to be because of everything the New York Jets has done. It's time for us to show respect. Yeah, welcome in, man. Welcome in. Big expectations. A lot of people ready. A lot of people want to talk. So we're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. Also, again, I got new callers. When you call in, Please be patient. We'll get to everybody. Make sure that your background is good as well. Please don't call me from the back of a Sega. All right? Don't call me from the back of a Sega. All right? I won't be able to hear you. I want to make sure everything is clean between me, you, and my audience can hear you as well. Also, no cursing. You curse, i got to get you up out of here, all right? Can't stand it. So we're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515 is the number. Call in. Next, I'm going to my guy from North Carolina. You already know what it is. This is my Jets fan from North Carolina, man. Salute to you. I want to thank you for calling in tonight, my friend. Listen, there's a lot of talk, a lot of expectations surrounding this New York Jets football team. And I want to start with you with Zach Wilson, man. I've gone back and yeah. forth, had a lot of discussion with Zach Wilson. What are your, what are your expectations for Zach Wilson this upcoming season? I think Zach Wilson has a chance to be really good based on how this team is being set up, how it's structured, the uh, upgrading of the offensive line, adding significant weapons through the draft, and what we have done prior to last year or two quietly, you know, slowly. Uh, I think he has a chance to have a really, really good season. I think it's only a matter of that gaining experience, further experience, and building his confidence. I think that's the only thing wrong with that is just experience and confidence. I think if he can get a couple of wins early, and this, if this team can avoid a, a slow start and just get a couple of wins, I said the first four or five games, get a couple of wins in there under their belt, mm-hmm. then I think they can kind of exhale a little bit and, and look toward the easier part of the schedule and then really start to you know, collect some wins. And I think you know, Zach can really get on a roll, and I think this team can really show significant progress in year two. Mm-hmm. And I'm right there with you now. Yeah. That's You're right. a guy that watches the team just as much as everybody else, right? That's why I really – I love, you know, talk to all my callers, but going back and forth with a lot of people, 
right? You watch this team. Now, watching Zach last season, what do you think he needs to improve on the most to really take that big step this upcoming season? Is it the short accuracy? Is it the medium accuracy? Is it his footwork? What is it that he needs to improve to really help him take the next step up a level? I think just executing the basics. I think what we saw Mike White do just doing the fundamental stuff, you know, lay the foundation, and then we know he can he can make those exceptional plays with just consistently each and every time executing on screen passes, check downs, not missing the basic stuff. And that's why, you know, mm. Mike White craze heated up one time, but he was hitting on just a little thing. See, what it is, that in his own world was literally Superman at BYU. So he tried to, you know, make that leap to the NFL with the same mindset. I mean, there's a time that's going to come at some point because this team is being built in that direction to where eventually he will be able to open it up and display his arm talent. But I think early he just needs to stick to the fundamentals, hit those check downs, hit those, those uh, screen plays, you know, look fluid and, and have that timing down. You know, West Coast offense was a timing-based offense especially the classic yep. West Coast that we grew up with with Joe Montana. You remember he used to lead uh, Tom Rafferty on little, little screen passes. He used to hit him on the – you know, put everything right on the money and the timing and rhythm and such. Zach needs to do, go out there and display that same ability, the same exact thing. Just stick to the fundamentals, lay the foundation, then as it goes, you know, he'll begin to open it up, hit the intermediate passes, and then start hitting on a few of those deep passes. Eventually that will come. It's just a matter of time. Just a matter of getting the repetition and getting those opportunities, and eventually, against maybe a little lesser opponents, he'll get the chance to open up and really show his his arm talent, which we know he has an, an abundance of exceptional. He put that on display at the, uh, I think the uh, what they had when they had the little um, what do you call it? You know, the workout. Yeah, the workout. The OTA, yeah, the, um, we saw that as well. I mean, we saw it during the season. That's right. Right. We, we saw the yeah, arm talent right. during the season. Uh, one of the key oh, yeah. plays I think we remember watching is uh, him, that, that scramble play where he got away from pressure in Tennessee, and he just chucked the football downfield. He, he oh, yeah. motioned to Corey oh, yeah. Davis and told him, hey, get down the field, and we saw him launch the football. But And that leads me to my next question for you because we saw oh, him yeah. really fall in love with that aspect of the game because he has such a big arm, right? We saw him oh, constantly yeah. be the guy that wants to – Push the push the football down the field because that's what he was doing at BYU. Then he came here, that's right. and we saw him constantly lead to that. Now, are you concerned that he'll continue to fall in love with just wanting to chuck the football downfield and not deal with that medium and inter- or intermediate and short kind of term throwing to really build and, and build up that that kind of long play that would be there if you show teams, hey, I'm going to hit the, the the short stuff first. I think not at all. I think based on the way this team is put together, he's got one of the best best running back, better running backs in college football. He got Lincoln Thomason to upgrade his offensive line. I think quietly over the last couple of years, we've done some significant work on this offensive line, even tried to build uh, quality depth. I think now the pressure is off his shoulders. He doesn't have to, you know, try to be Superman as he was last year or as he was at BYU. He can kind of relax and just let it come to him a little bit. There'll be a time – He'll have those those man-to-man coverages, those single uh, matchups that he's looking for. Then he can challenge them and push the ball downfield and, and, and make those throws. You know, we know he can do that. But the key is just stick yeah. to the fundamentals, execute the screens, the check downs, the shorter stuff, and work his way up, you know, and progress, you know, gradually into the deeper passes, the intermediate passes. It's only a matter of time. We know he can hit that. 
We saw that against Tennessee. We saw him put that on display, his arm talent, where he's capable. And that, uh, the pro day as well, so I try to remember. Remember that pro day? He even had Trevor Lawrence yep. talking about <laughs> Zach's arm talent. He, he's the one that set the tone for the, the pro day, you know, making those, those, uh, those uh, tremendous throws that he was making and, and throws of different arm angles and dropping it in the bucket. And then when the other quarterbacks saw him do it, they wanted to do it. Justin Fields, which is interesting that Zach set the tone for that. You know, so I got a good feeling coming out of that. You know, it was normally not a big deal, you know, pro day. But to see him kind of be the leader and assert himself on what's supposed to be, you know, just people in their shorts and no big deal. But to see him assert himself the way he did was encouraging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it That's was. Right. Now, when you, look, when you look at this situation offensively, how, in, how important, how impactful do you think Mike LaFleur is in the growth of Zach Wilson. How impactful and how important is he to Zach Wilson? You know, I think he's critical. For the first time, we have an offensive coordinator we can be somewhat confident in. LaFleur is an excellent offensive coordinator. We saw what he did mm-hmm. with Mike White and, uh, and all our quarterbacks on his roster. They were all able to function in this offensive system. That's encouraging. That's very, very encouraging for me. So I think he's going to do an excellent job with Zach Wilson. We're going to see him open it up a little bit more on some of the passing opportunities and everything. He's going to break teams down methodical, old school. He's going to run the ball, beat them down, and weaken them. And then once he weakens them, here comes Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, yep. our tight ends, uh, Michael Carter out of the backfield, Brees Hall. And we, we, some of these teams, we're going to destroy them. I see that coming. Yep. You know, you got the, the clowns out here, like the, the Stephen A. Smith, or I'll say Stephen Call. A. Clown. And uh, I didn't disagree with him, even though I'm from New York, and I know Stephen, he's from the city as well, but I, I just, it, it seems like he's just lazy, and just, they're all, you know, pushing this narrative about, oh, this team is horrible, they'll never turn around. That's not true. The Jets are building this thing right. This is going to be a fly-by-night outfit. It's going to be slow and methodical. And when they explode, mm-hmm. teams are going to be shocked. And I'm telling you, teams are going to be almost horrified <laughs> when they see how powerful the Jets become. They're not going to want to be a part of this team. And we haven't been in that condition since Rex coached us. Remember 2009, 2010? We got a glimpse at that. But I think this team can be even more powerful than those teams were because of the offensive capability we have and because of our offensive coordinator, LaFleur, his brilliance, his genius, knowing how to manipulate defenses, how to set them up, you know what I'm saying, all his uh, trickery, sleight of hand. He understands the concepts, how to uh, get the defense to commit one way and then kind of set them up for other plays. It's like he's thinking like a chess player, moves ahead. He's very dangerous. And now he's got Garrett yeah. Wilson, Elijah Moore. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be, no. oh, man, fun to watch. Yeah. It, it, it is, and, and listen, and you're talking about the offense right now and things that have improved. We talked about Zach Wilson. Now, my final question for you is, you talked about sure. Elijah Moore, you talked about Garrett, but I think a big part of the New York Jets taking the next step forward offensively is our running game being improved, right? And so when I oh, look yeah. at the situation, yeah. Brees Hall, Carter, could you see the New York Jets having a 1,000-yard rusher next season? Give me your thoughts on that. I'll give you the final oh. Now, thousand yard rusher, I don't, I'm not sure because you know the way the league has changed. They so de-emphasize the running back. 
a position. I think we're going to try to run it a little bit more than some of the other teams are, but I don't think we're going to do it to the degree like when me and you were coming up, Walter Payton got all those carries, uh, John Riggins, Earl Campbell. I don't think we're going to see one back accumulating that many carries. Now, don't get me wrong. Brees Hall is a 1,000-yard back. Michael Carter mm-hmm. is probably borderline a thousand yard back in his own right, even though he's a little smaller. You know, he can't absorb all that contact and all those carries. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I'm, I'm not sure they're going to get enough uh, opportunities. You know what I'm saying? Within the one back, the bell cow system that we grew up with, I'm not so mm-hmm. sure that will be resurrected. You, you might see like a 60 40 between those two, and then you might see that 30% or 25% with the other backs, you know, giving them enough carries. You know, uh, okay. Ty Johnson and some of the other backs on the roster, you know, just to get them off the bench and get them some reps, that kind of thing. You're just not going to see one back getting 25, 30 carries like we were coming up. Those are the glory days when the running back was the star. And Tony Dorsett, you know, after uh, 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 Roger Staubach retired, he started getting more carries. You know what I'm saying? The bell cow. I'm, I'm not so sure we're going to see that like we did before. I think we may do it a little bit more, but it's not to the same extent, you know, like the 1980s. You know, mm-hmm. to answer that question, yeah. I think I think Brees Hall can probably rush for 600 yards because I don't mm-hmm. think he's going to just get enough carries to accumulate what we know he's capable of doing. Yes, if he gets the mm-hmm. full complement of carries, the full rep, yes. Brees Hall is a 1,200, 1,300-yard running back, basically, yeah. Yeah. in my opinion. This guy is a high-level running back that can produce a lot of yards on, on the level we haven't seen since Curtis Martin. If you remember what Curtis yeah. Martin produced which was big, was huge. I'm not so sure yeah. Brees Hall is going to get quite the same opportunity. I think they're going to want to split those carries like a 60-40 between him and um, Michael Carter, you know, that kind of mm-hmm. thing, you know? Yeah. yeah. They want to let mean, Michael would, Carter like, get just enough reps, you know, to keep himself fresh yeah. and stay sharp, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I look at the situation. I'm saying Michael Carter, I think, had like, 600, maybe 39 yards last year. And he was, again, there was yeah. Coleman and Ty Johnson was there. I'm looking at it. I don't That's know. Right. With the improved offensive line, with our tight end position oh, yeah. being improved as well, we got a lot of great run blocking wide receivers, Corey Davis being one of them. That's right. That's we right. might see them. I, I'm not saying, you know, 11, 12. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that we might see a guy. <laughs> Thousand yards next for us next season. We'll see. We'll see if it'll be a Carter or a Brees. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to say it can't happen. It'll be a yeah. real shocker. That means I think that it'll have to be Brees Hall getting a significant mm-hmm. number of carries. Maybe they're working into it as we get later into the season, start mm-hmm. you know, giving him more and more of a workload, and then you may see him break 1,000 yards, which would be nice. But I don't think we've had yeah. an offensive weapon eclipse 1,000 yards, have we? I mean, receiver yeah. or running back? It's been a little bit, man. It's been a little bit. But... Yeah, it's been quite a while. <laughs> I mean, you're right. Yeah. So, listen, man. But again, I want to thank you for calling in. The line is how we got to get to them. Thank you for calling in oh, tonight, yeah. my friend. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you. All right. I love talking Jets with you. Oh yeah, and thank you. And you take Absolutely. care of yourself. you have a good one. Listen, my guy from North Carolina. <laughs> Again, we're getting back to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639 is number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Oh, we just missed them. 702-702, please call back in. We were trying to get to you just in a second, so hopefully you call back in. But next, I'm going to my guy, Venom G's. Venom G's. 
Listen, Venom, salutes to you. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. But before we get to this, listen, for those of you that don't know, Venom's a I said he's a savage. Damn. Venom's a savage, man. You know what I'm saying? Don't Yo. listen to Venom, dude. Salutes, man. Listen, Venom, we talking a lot tonight, man. What's going on? We talking a lot tonight. We're having a lot of discussion. Talking about raised expectations, my friend. There's been a lot of raised expectations for this coaching staff, but there's also been a lot of raised expectations for Zach Wilson. Give me your thoughts about Zach Wilson. Do you think he'll end up being a top 15 quarterback this upcoming season? Of course. Why wouldn't he? You know, he's under the same system. He, you know, just from what we saw last year in the last five games, no turnovers, he was battling with the last year's Super Bowl champs with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I think a lot of people aren't giving us credit with the schedule that we have this year. I think Zach is going to step up leaps and bounds from last year. And we have more weapons, and we were in close games with all our last five teams. So I think he's definitely going to step up. He understands the system a little bit more, the offense a little bit more. So we have more weapons on offense and defense. So I think we, we, we're going to be in a good position. I think Zach's going to make tremendous leaps and bounds this year. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when you look at when we're talking about tremendous leaps and bounds, you watched Zach Wilson last season, right? We all did. There's a lot of ups and a lot of downs. When you look at, let's say, one of the things that you think he needs to improve on the most to become a better quarterback after watching him last season, what do you think that is coming into this season? What is one thing you're looking at and you're saying, Zach, you got to get better at that to really take the next step forward in this football league? Yeah, I think it's just his footwork. I think that's the mm-hmm. primary. As we saw, he couldn't hit the flats, but he could hit everything from 10 to 30 to 20, 40 yards downfield. So now only mm-hmm. thing that you can't hit the flats is because your footwork is off, you know. And, and I think with that – the offensive line being secured a little bit more this year, he should he should be okay. I think they'll work on that this year. And in the offseason, I think he's probably working on that. Yeah, yeah. So when you look at him now, uh, Venom, because let me tell you something, OTAs, he was bulked up, man. This guy has absolutely yeah. been hitting the weight room. Okay, he's been hitting the weight room. They, yeah, even the coaches did. talked about it, you know. What are your thoughts about that, man, him hitting the weights and, and really getting prepared for the season the way it's looking like he, he is doing? Yeah, I think he needed to. Just from the punishment he was taking last year, he, he needed to bulk up a little bit. He needed to get a little bit more, you know, meat on his bones just a little bit. And and I think right now he's, he's, he's he said he feels good. He's trying to lose a little bit of weight. I think he wants to get down to 218 just to keep his speed and move around. So I think I think he's, he's, it's good that they bulked up because all that punishment he was taking, he's going he's gonna to need to put on a couple more pounds just to stay throughout the season. Mm. Okay, so, okay. So when you look – yeah, so when you, when you look at it this season, man, are you expecting Zach Wilson to throw – I'm looking at it and I'm saying, okay, he threw for what, 2,300 yards? I think it was like 2,334 or something like that. I'm looking yeah. at the improved weapons around him, right? I'm seeing the tight ends. I'm seeing the wide receivers we added. We got guys coming back, the improved offensive line. Am I wrong to look at Zach Wilson and say that Zach Wilson 
should throw for over 3,800 yards this year. Am I wrong for thinking that he should, he should do that? Hey, heck, heck no. Heck no. <laughs> heck no. We should, like, I, I think the underestimation for this team is just so ridiculous right now. We, we, mm. I don't think we're going to be in a lot of close games. I think Zach is going to he's, he's going to open up some eyes this year, man. He, he's, he's definitely going to open eyes. I don't think even what you were saying before with the thousand-yard rushes. I don't think we have. Talk I don't think any rushing backs are going. I don't. I don't think. I don't think any rushing running backs that we have now are going to get a thousand just because they share the ball so much. Unless mm-hmm. one of them get hurt, but it can't. It can't happen. Look at Christian McCaffrey. Or you know. I I think that even the kid in in Indiana, I mean, in the Colts. Mm-hmm. So I think that yeah. it can, it can happen. There could be, you know, one guy that just breaks a tackle for 199 yards or something like that, or 60, 70 yards every game. So I I, I don't know. Anything's possible, but I don't see it in my logical sense. I don't I don't see that happening, man. With two two dogs that we have in the backfield right now. Well, I mean, look, I, and I hear you, and there's there's a lot of people that when I say, hmm, could the New York Jets have 2,000 yards back? My thing is this. If we watched Michael Carter last year, right, where mm-hmm. he was getting the football, mm-hmm. he got out of the playmaker. He had 639 last year, and I think four touchdowns. Our offensive line was trash. Our, 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 our yep. wide receiving core struggled with injuries, right? We, there were so many mm-hmm. games where we didn't even have our full wide receiver core. Our tight end position was – it was – just up and down all over the place, and he was able to get 639 yards against that. I'm looking at the situation now where we have an upgraded offensive line, right, with a road grader in Lakeland Thomason. Yep. We got Elijah Moore. Mm-hmm. We got Beckton back, who's going to be healthy, who was not even playing last year, right, because he was dealing with that injury. We got Fent back. You've got an upgraded wide receiver core, and a lot of them are good run blockers. And then you have a greatly improved tight end room as well. They're solid run blockers too. In a run first scheme, <laughs> in a run first scheme, mm-hmm. right? I just don't see why the New York Jets can't have a thousand yard rusher. I'm looking at Brees Hall, I'm looking at Michael Carter returning, and I'm saying I'm thinking that we might have. Now I'm not saying both of them are going to get over a thousand, but I think we might have at least a guy break a thousand yards. I'm not saying eleven hundred. I'm not yeah. saying twelve hundred. I'm not saying that. I'm saying I think we have a guy at least slightly break over a thousand. Maybe maybe a thousand fifty, a thousand forty, something like that. I think we can have a thousand yard rusher on this football team. Talk to me. I think I think we can. And only reason I say that we can is not for the offense. I think the defenses take away the ball a lot more than they did last year. I could see that happening mm. because the defense that they have now with DJ Reed and Sauce, I, I think I think it can happen. I think there's gonna be some interceptions. I think we're gonna be feasting a lot on on you know, short yardage situations. So I could I could see it happening. I, I'm not knocking it. But I think it's mm-hmm. not just the offense is gonna depend on the defense, how how we get the ball back, how even with the pass rushes coming in, I think we're gonna have it's it's gonna I think we're gonna be able to do it. I'm not saying I'm not going to doubt anything happening this season, but I, I think we're going to be in a much better place than we were last year. Yeah, yeah. Now, listen, Venom, you talked a little bit about this defense, man. I want to go there with you. There's mm. been a lot of talk about mm. D Ford. There's been a lot of talk about D Ford, all right? 
supposedly, you know, the 49ers are going to look to move on from him, you know, and, and they uh, might let him go. Listen, is he a guy that you want to see the New York Jets pick up, man? Godly, man. I, Talk to me, man. You know Come the on system, just because he Just because he knows the system, I wouldn't mind having him and Quentin in the I, – I, I wouldn't mind that. It, it looks – on paper, that would look amazing. You know, I don't know how productive he can be in the in, in this year. And I think how old is he? Thirty two, thirty three, or I think or he's pushing thirty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think I just won't produce like he did in San Francisco. I wouldn't mind bringing him in, and depending how much how much he wants, you know, what the cost will be. I don't, I don't, you know, but I like the young bucks they have now. I think we're pretty good. I wouldn't. D Ford is amazing. I'm not saying that he's not, but I'll take I, I would take him without any hesitations if 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 it was up to me, I would have signed him. You know, if okay. the forty nine ers okay. are looking to moving on from him, he knows the system, he could come in, he could teach the young guys. I I have no problem with it. Yeah. No, I I hear you. I'll tell you what, there's been a lot of talk about D Ford again, he's supposed to be released in June. We'll see if that happens. But uh, there's also been a lot of talk about Larry Ogunjobi out there as well. He came to yeah. the Philly, kind of gave Kwan Alexander as well. I would have no yeah. issues with us getting Larry Ogunjobi. Now, again, that's if he can pass that physical. If he can pass that physical yeah. and everything's yeah. good, I want him in here. I know that, that foot injury and stuff, but continuing to bulk up this defensive line, I think is going to be huge against what? Us not getting ran on like we did last season. Yeah. We had a lot of – Big-time yep. issues trying to stop the run, and that's going to be my next question for you, you know, there, Venom. Listen, you look at this defense, man. You look at Sulla, and there's expectations for him, too, him, Albridge, and his defense to get better. What are your thoughts about that, man? Do you think we'll see this defense become more nasty and more aggressive this upcoming season with some of the weapons that we've been able to add via free agency and the draft? Of course, yes. It's definitely going to get more nasty, especially with the people that we draft. I think, you know, we're definitely – and we're taking – we're not keeping um, – I think JFM is sliding to the inside now, so he's going to be him and Quentin, and mm-hmm. I think Rankins as well, you know, and Vinny Curry trying to – so it, it, I think we have enough already. He, I think what the Jets are doing is just pushing all the chips into the middle of the board and saying, yo, we all in. And we mm-hmm. hear people talking, we hear them talking, so what are we going to do? bringing as much talent as possible and we're going to show y'all and we're going to start coming out punching people in the mouth you know and i that's think that's that's what they're doing that that's what they're doing right now saying okay y'all don't y'all don't believe in us we're going to make believers out of y'all you know mm. so i think they what oh. they're doing they're coming out and, and, and keeping people in the mouth first we're not we're not waiting for you to hit us we're hitting you and then we're taking your lunch money the whatever you have in your lunch box, we 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 taking all your snacks. So that that's what that's how we coming. <laughs> you know, hey, I think listen, I think that's hey, the hey. time we're going to be on. That's the time we're going to hey, be hey, on. Listen, Venom Venom got me fired up, man. Venom said, "I'm coming to your house. I'm eating your snacks and I'm yeah. kicking my feet up on your couch. What you gonna do about it? Yeah. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do?" What you got in the fridge? What you got in the fridge? Yeah. Get me something out your fridge. I'm going to keep my yeah. feet up. You're going to make it like baby boy. Yeah. You're going to make me a sandwich. Out 
Yeah, you're going to make me yeah. a sandwich right now. Extra mayo. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And you better put some lettuce on that. And some tomatoes. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That's how we come in. That's what I'm talking that's about. That's how we come in. That's what I'm talking about, man. Yo, I'm telling you, man. Joe. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Venom. I, I, I'm, just, ahead, I'm just so fired up, man. I'm just so fired up. I hear all the, you know, um, all these people on the sports radios and stuff like that playing us, downplaying us. Some are with us. Some are against us, man. But I'm so fired up about this season, man. And I know we wouldn't have it any other way. Give us all the heat. Give us all the smoke. Give us all the pressure. Give us what we need with all this comp that we have. And everybody's saying we're going to be – Six and one or seven and one the first eight weeks, I think we're going to be a lot better than that, man. I think we, yep. we were in a lot of games with a lot of lot of big dogs, and we even beat the champs. This is, this is the Eastern Conference champs. So we're, 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 going to be, we're going to be good. We're going to step up yeah. and show we should let, let our nuts hang a little bit this year. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Listen, Venom, let's give Venom something, man. He came in here. Hey. Listen, Venom, I want to thank you for calling in, man. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, Venom. You, you're the best, bro. Definitely, definitely, bro. Definitely. Have a good one, Joe. Enjoy your memorial uh, weekend and everything. Absolutely. Same to you, man. You have a good one. Listen, Venom calling in with that fire. He calling in with that fire, I'm telling you. He said, I'm going to come in your house, kick my feet up on your couch, and you're going to make me a sandwich. Me. You know what I'm saying? We're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639. Please call in. Lines are hot. We're going to get to everybody. Please give the stream a thumbs up. Subscribe to the stream as well if you have not already. Share it with your friends and your family, please. I love connecting with different people about what we do over here. If you'd like to give to the stream, the Super Chat is there. Please give to the stream through the Super Chat if you can. Also. Cash App is on the stream as well if you want to give through the Cash App. Anything you give to the platform is greatly appreciated. We're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. Next, we're going to Steve. Monty will come to you right after that. Steve, we're coming to you next. My guy, Steve. Listen, Steve knows what he's talking about when it comes to this New York Jets football team. He's got great takes. Salute to you, Steve. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Listen, Steve, we're talking – Zach Wilson, man. We're talking expectations. Give me your thoughts about Zach Wilson coming into this voluntary OTAs. He came in, man. He was bulked up. It looks like this guy's been hitting the weights. Give me your thoughts about how he's changed his physique, man. Hey, Joe. Well, first of all, thank you again for having me on your show, man. It's always great to talk to you. Awesome. Thank you, and thank you for calling in, man. Hey, man. Yeah, yeah. no, I mean, Zach Wilson got some muscle on his body. I mean, you know, he looks much more bulkier than he did last year. I mean, last year he wasn't – I mean, last year, I mean, he, he had muscle in his body, but he was more thinner. But this year he is more bulkier. But he, he definitely he definitely looks like he definitely put in some work in the off season. Oh, yeah, he definitely did. So now when you're looking at him, he's bulked up, man. What are your expectations for Zach this upcoming season? I've been talking about, hey, I'm looking at it. I think he can throw for thirty over 3,800 yards this season. Do you think I'm crazy for thinking that? 
No, I mean, listen, Joe, it, it, it's what it's what you got to believe in, man. I mean, listen, if that's what you believe in, you believe in. Listen, the, the goal is for Zach Wilson is that this year is there's got to be improvements in the second year. You know, I don't want him to go out there and play hero ball all the time. You know, he's got he's got to like and, – and don't, like, make those kind of throws like he did the first game against New England back in week two last year. He's got to do he, – he just cannot play hero ball. He's got to play – he's got to play – uh, smart, smart football. He's got to play smart football in his sophomore year. Yeah, yeah, he does. Now, when you talk about the smart football, do you think the New York Jets have done enough to improve offensively to help Zach Wilson take that next step? Well, well, the first thing is first I got to say is that, Joe, I am so glad that you mentioned how he is gone. So glad Greg Van Roten's out the door. Like, that was the first mm-hmm. improvement. Like, thank God he is gone. But yeah, you know, he's got a better offensive line, I think, this year, you know, with bringing Lincoln Tomlinson in, and, you know, with the two tight ends, Uzama, Coughlin, and even Jeremy Rucker, the, the tight end we got in, in the draft. You know, you know, when you look, when you look at this team, when you look at this team, you, know, right, you know, there's definitely a lot of – yeah, I'm okay, I'm okay. You're right. You there, have some late um, shifts, huh? Working hard. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, looking looking at this, it's definitely a lot of improvements. But, you know, but I'm hoping, though, that Zach for this upcoming season will definitely improve on those parts. We definitely improved the roster. But like I said, he just he, he, just don't play hero football, play smart football. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you look at the New York Jets and you're talking about not playing hero football, playing smart football, I think one of the things that's definitely going to help Zach Wilson and kind of, you know, punish our, our – you know, the opposing defenses in our running game. Give me your thoughts on that. How do you think an improved running game will help Zach Wilson progress as well? Yeah, it should definitely help because obviously with Michael Carter coming back in his second year and then, um, you know, we're getting Brees Hall in, in the draft is definitely going to be a much more improvement. But I got to tell you, that that should definitely be an improvement on on, on hopefully our run offense. And, and, and let me just say one thing. Mike LaFleur, for the for the rest of the season, for the whole season, we're hoping he just stays in the booth for the whole season. Because once he was in that booth last year, man, our offense was so much better. Like, like I remember yeah. last year when, when after we won that Bengals game, listen, I said this to Mike LaFleur, you can stay in the booth for the rest of the game. I'll get you a hot dog. I'll get you a soda. I'll get you a bag of popcorn. You just do all the play calling right from the booth, okay? Do all those play calling. <laughs> I'll get you snacks. I respect that, man. I respect that. So my final hey. question for you, Steve, because you're you're bringing the heat right now, man. Is uh, I'm looking at the New York Jets and I'm saying I think we'll have a thousand yard rusher next year. I do. I think it's possible for the New York Jets to do that. Hey, what are your thoughts on that, man? Do you think we'll have a thousand yard rusher next season? The only way that that happens, Joe, is is that you got to make sure that the offensive line is very very healthy. And they definitely have a good play well every single week, week in and week out. You know, the thing is, we haven't had a thousand yard rusher since Chris Ivory back in 2015. So hopefully, you know, we'll definitely get that back. Now, Joe, before you do let me go, man, I mean, because now since we're still in the offseason, there would be a time like during the show, like, like I want to talk to you about like things with this football team, if that's okay with you. No, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead quickly, go ahead. Yeah, it was just really, really quickly. Now, Joe, I wanted you to give me your thoughts on these two guys. And, I mean, I've been waiting to ask you this for a very long time. 
I know you haven't really been happy with them for the last many years, but I just want you to give me your thoughts, okay, on the Johnsons. Just give me your thoughts on them. Uh, Chris Johnson and Woody Johnson? Yes. Uh, the owners, look, I, I think that they wisened up, got smart after the gays debacle and realized that we have no clue of what we're actually doing. We have no clue. Yeah. For Chris yeah, Johnson Joe. to come out and say, hold on a second, Steve. For Chris Johnson to come out and say that gays was a beautiful offensive mind, <laughs> that, that told you all you needed to know. And I think that when you look at the situation, I think both of them were embarrassed. Um, I think, of course, Chris Johnson was more embarrassed. Woody was off doing his thing overseas, you know, dealing with the, the political stuff that he was dealing with. But to watch Chris Johnson completely just turn his franchise into a circus, right, with everything that went on with McCagnin, then everything that went on with Gaze, I think they brought in Joe Douglas, put their hands up and said, you know what, we're taking a step back. We don't know what's going on. And I think that was the best thing for the New York Jets. I think allowing hey. a guy like Joe Douglas, a guy that was respected around the league, a guy that knows what he's doing, a guy that has a plan, allowing him to go get his coaches, go get his staff, and do things the right way. Changing the power structure, a lot of people don't know this, changing the power structure for the New York Jets was significant. Allowing the, general, allowing the coach to report to the general manager and then the general manager report to the owner was huge for us because that power structure where the coach and the general manager reported to the owner is what got us in the issues of gays. You had backstabbing, you had so on and so forth. So with those guys now taking a step back and allowing Joe Douglas to do his thing, I think that was the best thing, and I'm glad the Johnsons have taken their hands off the wheel as far as football. Go ahead and give me your final word before I let you go. Hey, Joe, so – so, Joe, because now I want to just give you my thoughts really quickly about the two of them. Listen, here are go my ahead, things about the ahead. Johnsons. Uh, yeah, no, here are my things about the Johnsons, and I'll, and I'll have you let me go. So here's the thing. I think Woody and Christopher Johnson are both very, very, very nice guys. And I actually met them one time at a tailgate one time many years ago, and I actually shook Woody Johnson's hand. And, you know, I think, Joe, that they're very, very nice guys, and I will always give them the support of what they have done for Johnson & Johnson Foundation. Always give them the support. Unfortunately, Joe, the biggest issue that I have with them is, I mean, obviously things have changed now, but in the past they had no idea how to run an organization because they always let so many bad things go go back and forth in the past. But, you know, but I mean, I mean they're, they're, they are very nice guys, and they do care about winning. They, they do. But now they're just leading it now to Joe Douglas and his staff of what they're doing. So, Joe, that's my thought on the yeah. Johnsons. Hey, listen, Steve, again, man, thank you for calling in. You brought some heat, man. I'm not going to lie about it. You did. Hey, Joe. Listen, I want to thank Steve again for calling in. We're going to keep getting to these lines again, 515 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Please give the stream a thumbs up. Subscribe if you have not subscribed. If you'd like to give to the platform, the Super Chat's there. The Cash App is at the bottom as well. If you want to give through that means as well, anything you give to the platform is greatly appreciated. So we're going to keep getting to these lines again. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Next, I'm going to my guy, Monty. Monty, we're coming directly to you. Mike will come to you right after. 845 will come to you directly What's after. <clears throat> Monty, 
Listen, What's this is my guideline, man. Okay? What's up with I it? Be hold, clear. hold on. I want to be clear. Hold on. I want to be clear. What's up? The alarm's going off. <laughs> the alarm's going off. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, come on. Hey, yo, hey, yo, man, I don't need security no more, man. I'm, I'm good, right? I thought I was good. Uh, I'm going to keep it real. You know I don't trust we, we, we been good, man. I don't you know trust We don't need security no more. No, 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 no. No, with you, yes. Security will always be here. I have a lot of valuable things. Okay. I like you, man. You know, we go back and forth. I'm just saying I don't trust you. Okay? Hey, 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 yo, no. can I say something real quick, man? Let me go say ahead, something real quick, go ahead. man. Hey, listen, you know I've been following you for a minute since the Let's, let's Talk Jets days, man. Hey, yeah. hey, shout out to Steve, man. I want to, I want to say a shout out to Steve, man. He, At first, man, I remember he would call in, man. It used to be pure comedy, because, man, I know he didn't know what he was talking about. Now, hey, shout out to Steve, man. He really know his Jets talk now, man. You used to have to say oh. him, man. <laughs> you used to have to say no, him. No, no, I didn't. Listen, Steve is a brilliant offensive, is a brilliant football mind, excuse me. And, and I, I understand, oh, Lord. you know, I get it. I, I, just, I, I understand what he's talking about. Look, everybody, you know, look. Is, you, is, that, the, is look. that the Chris Johnson thing with Adam Gaze or something? No, like, no, that, it's, no, it's okay. not. Listen, okay. Steve is a guy that understands football on a level that a lot of people don't understand. And we communicate, we go back and forth. I've never had to say Steve. Steve knows what he's talking about. And, again, I thank you for calling man. in. Shout out to Steve, Always calling man. in with Shout great taste. Yeah. Shout he's out to him, He's calling in with great taste. So, let's. Let's talk sure. about Zach Wilson here, Monty, because that's that's the discussion mm-hmm. today. We're talking about Zach Wilson. We're talking expectations, right? Uh-huh. So I'm looking at the situation: upgraded weapon, upgraded offensive line, running game coming in place. I'm looking at Zach Wilson, and I'm saying, hey, with all the things that we've done, I'm thinking Zach Wilson should be a top 15 quarterback next year. Am I crazy for thinking that? No, that's a fair statement. That's a fair statement. Um, I think uh, when you're looking at the team as far as expectations, um, I will put I will put Zach Wilson up there, but I wouldn't put him as you know I would I wouldn't put him as like you know top five. I think the the number one expectations would probably be on the coaching staff to be able to put everything together. But Zach Wilson himself, he he has a lot of talent, a lot of arm talent. Dude has the wheels. Looks like he, he's been putting in the work. Looks like he's been um, showing great leadership in the off season, getting guys together, throwing the ball around. Uh, yep. Now you know it's just kind of it's, it's it's time to put everything together. Um, I think you know even though you have a lot of talent on your team, that doesn't automatically make you um, a really good football team. Uh, it, it, it takes a good coaching staff, and it also takes the players to put in put in the work. They have a. It looks like he's had a very very good off season. He's worked on his body, his body. He's worked on his leadership. Now let's see if you know it all comes together mentally. That's what I really want to see. I just want to. I know physically he can do it. Uh, I know he has the you know the arm talent to be able to do it. But I want to see if he can take what he's learning in the, you know, in those classrooms with uh, Mike LaFleur in the offense and, uh, you know, put it on the field on on game day. And that's going to be a real, really big, big thing for him. It's going to be, uh, it, it, it's going to be a lot for him to take that next step, man. Now you watched Zach just like everybody else, every Jets fan last season. I like Zach, yeah. And yeah, you know, we watched him week in and week out when he was playing outside of, you know, that, that injury that he had where he sat down for a little bit. Now, mm-hmm. after watching him last season, 
what is one thing that you look at from last season and you're saying, Zach, you've got to improve in that area to become a better quarterback this upcoming season. To take the next step, Zach has to improve in this area. What to you is one of the top areas that he must improve in to be a better quarterback this upcoming season? Uh, it's a it's a couple things. Uh, first, ball security, making sure he's not, you know, um, sometimes he's he has that gunslinger mentality where he just feels like he can just fit the ball anywhere. Back. There's nowhere on the field where he can where he feels like he can't throw the ball. He just kind of needs to tone down a little bit on that. But also at the same time, that's what makes him a, a really good quarterback, that moxie that he brings to the field. And that's what, you know, this I, I kind of like, I, I kind of see it as his swagger, his drip. That's what makes people, you know, really like him because he can sling it. So uh, if he can just cut down on the turnovers, um, you know, secure the ball, no fumbles, um, just really make smart, smart decisions. I think he'll be okay. Also, um, having a better understanding of where to go, you know, with the football. I don't think that he ha- he, you know, has shown that he can really process things quickly. You know, mm-hmm. like I-, I just really want him to just 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 get in the classroom and just really focus on on, you know, the ins and out of defenses, man. And hopefully, you know, Robert Sala can really work with him and let him know, like, and, and kind of teach him, you know, how defenses will attack him because it's big. You know, he has to know, okay, if I see cover three, this is where I go quickly, boom. If I see cover two, this is where I'm going, boom. Because, it, like, there's a lot of talent on this process. If you can't read defenses, you can't process you know, what the defense is doing and you're just relying on guys just, you know, kind of just getting open, you know, you, you're you not really doing yourself uh, any favors, you know, if you're just relying mm-hmm. on that. You know, you just have to, you know, be able to, you know, have good ball placement and throw guys open as well. You know, it's a lot of things that Zach can improve on. He had a really, you know, he had a really good, you know, rookie season um, because he showed flashes. Now it's time for Zach to to be consistent on the field. I just want him to, you know, uh, just put, you know, a a, a nice stretch of games together of playing at a high level, not just game managing and showing those flashes of, you know, those those, those wild plays. I'm talking about, you know, full games of leading us down the field, you know, dominating the competition. That's what I'm looking at from Zach Wilson. And I think that we're going to I think we're going to get it next year because I just think that the kid wants it. He 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 has a lot of lot of swagger about himself and I think he wants to be great. But, you know, it's all up to him to be able to get in the classroom and really, you know, focus on his craft mentally. I think if mentally, if he if 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 he could take that next step mentally and slow down the game a little bit, I think uh mm-hmm. God's the limit for for this team and then with the talent that we already have on the team, you know, it's going to make them look that much more better. So, you know, it's a lot of you know, it's a lot of expectations I put on him, but you know, I think I think he's ready for it. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know, like you said, there there's expectations and they are high, let me tell you, because uh like you said the weapons are here now. A lot of people used to bash Sam Darnold various reasons, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, so on and so forth. But this is a better mm-hmm. coaching staff. 
and a better offensive unit than 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 Sam ever had when he was here ever. I mean, oh for sure, the, for sure. The the cupboard is not bare. We got multiple wide receivers you can get the football to. Tight end position looks like it's really been sewn up. Yeah. The offensive line and it seemed like we have direction. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And we have direction as a better general manager, just overall a better franchise than I think uh, Sam, you know, had had. So things are things are changing around here. Now, when you look at the situation going forward, I'm looking and I'm saying, hey, we're going to run first offense. Last year we had the 27th ranked rushing offense. How big mm-hmm. of an impact do you think a great running game will have with Zach Wilson and his performance as well this upcoming season? Oh, it's going to help him dramatically because that's a running back's best friend, Um, especially when you have, you know, we're in a division, and that's what I really pay attention to is, you know, the division that we're in, man. We got some some studs that we're going against uh, on those defensive lines. So if you can kind of slow up that pass rush with the run game, if you can kind of wear guys out uh, up front, then, you know, it's going to, you know, with Zach running around, you know, kind of scrambling, making plays happen, you know, it's it's, mm-hmm. it's really going to open up a lot of big plays. So it's imperative that we establish the run game uh, on the Jets team. I feel like that should be our identity um, mm-hmm. this year. Is 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 being physical. You know, I like I like the mantra of the all gas no break thing. Like that's cool. I like it. It's fun. You know, it's fun. But the Jets really have to establish themselves and, and quickly, uh, you know, get an identity on the team. And we, we, we traded up second round, drafted uh, uh, Brees Hall, and, you know, that should be the identity of our team, just making sure we're physical up front, getting big plays, controlling the line of scrimmage. And if we do that, Zach Wilson would be okay. We'll be able to protect him, and uh, he'll be able to make some big plays down the field. And we'll be able to keep the defense yep. off their toes, man. But you know that it's it's, it's going to be important, man. You know I don't want to put everything on Zach Wilson, so I would love for us to come out and you know really be physical and and, and run the ball. Yeah, I mean, I mean Monty, you're talking facts. So my last question for you, and again, Mike will be coming to you next. My last question for you before I let you go. You talked about how in mm-hmm. how you know, big the running game is, having a solid running game will be yep. for Zach Wilson and how, you know, everything's going to move offensively, how you want to kind of play that attack style. How important is Mike LaFleur in the growth of Zach Wilson this upcoming season? Oh, he's he's going to be big. Uh, I think last year, you know, um, it was unfortunate that, uh, you know, um, I think it's Greg, Greg Knapp passed away right before the season. Um, yeah, yeah. It, Rest in peace, it, Coach Knapp. That was very – yeah, that really hurt the team because when you have a, you know, a first-time coordinator, um, it's, it's, it's hard getting everything together, together offensively. And having that veteran coach to kind of lean on is very, very important, especially when you have a defensive-minded head coach. You know, I think that really helped uh, hurt the development of, of, of the team offensively last year. So, you know, this year, I think, you know, Mike LaFleur, it's, it's going to be a lot of pressure on him because, you know, uh, we want to see if he's this genius or not, or not even genius, but, you know, a, a capable offensive coordinator, a guy who can really uh, hone in on his offensive, you know, um, pedigree. So um, we're, we're going to see this year. He has all the pressure on him, 
And I think, you know, I, I mean, I don't know. If I, I, I don't know anything about him, really, I'm, besides what I saw last year and the fact that he's been around Kyle Shanahan and, you know, his family is, is, is really good on the offensive side. I don't really know personally know anything from besides last year. But hopefully he can progress. Hopefully he can kind of get a grasp of what defenses want to do. Hopefully he can get an identity of, you know, what his he wants this football team to, you know, kind of be and uh, what they what he wants them to accomplish. And, you know, hopefully he can have Zach Wilson progress and become like a top five quarterback in this league. Because Zach Wilson, man, mm. he's a special talent. He's a special talent. Wow. And uh, I look okay. at him. I, I, man, talent-wise, man, you know, Joe, I know I talked to you a, a lot last year about how this team is devoid of, of talent. But I really saw yeah. something special with Zach Wilson, man. And we don't take advantage of that special arm talent. And if we keep, you know, burying these quarterbacks that we're getting and, and you know, losing their confidence, man, if, if we continue to do that, man, I don't see any hope for us, man. So Zach Wilson is, is the, the guy, is the guy. He's special. And we need to do all that we can to be able to put him in the best position. And it starts with Mike LaFleur, man. Yeah, it does. I, wow, I, you said top five. I, I've again, I, I've talked about top fifteen, but I've, I've never talked top five. But I, I respect that take oh, there because yeah, top, go, I, go ahead. When it's all said and done, he could be a top. He could definitely be a top five quarterback. I don't know about next year, but I, I, mm. I, I, I think he can take that kind of like Mahomes leap. You know, if wow. everything okay. goes according accordingly, he has that talent, man. Oh. The dude is the dude is special. The dude is special, but oh. he just we. We're just a bad organization, and when you're a bad organization, you just got to – you have to give that direction first, and then you have to build confidence because when you lose a lot and you get beat up and you're throwing interceptions, it's easy to, you know, doubt yourself. And I hope that doesn't happen to Zach Wilson. I hope that doesn't happen with this organization. I hope we continue to build around this team. I hope we – you know, still protect him and and get weapons, and and just compete, man. You know, like the dude wants to compete. He's a dog. He's a dog. I see. Yeah. It. You know, we just got to yeah. go out there and prove it and, and get that jet that jet stench off of us, man. That's what's yeah. holding us back. We have that. We have that stench. We have that stench. Yeah. And when you have that stench, you gotta you gotta clean it up, man. You gotta take a bath yeah. and get that stench up off you. And I think Zach Wilson, he gonna scrub us now. You know, he's going to get that stench up off us, and we're going to make some moves next year, man. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Listen, Monty's hard. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to the Savages, Listen, man. Monty. Shout out to the Savages. <laughs> Salute. Listen, Monty, I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you. All right, my friend, you have yourself a good Yes, one. sir. Yes, sir. Good, good, good show as always, Joe. Absolutely. Thank you so much, man. Listen, Monty calling in with some takes. We're going to keep getting to these lines again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is number. Call in. Please give the stream a thumbs up. Subscribe if you have not subscribed. Give to the platform any way you can, whether it be the Super Chat or the Cash App. Anything you give to the platform is greatly appreciated. Also, share the stream with your friends and your family. I love connecting with people all kind of different ways. So next, we're going to Mike. Mike, we're coming directly to you. Salute to you, Mike. I want to thank you for calling in tonight, my friend. Listen, we're talking Zach Wilson. We're talking expectations for Seller. I want to start with Robert Seller with you, though, my friend. What are your thoughts about him as a head coach of the New York Jets, and what are your expectations for him this upcoming season? Have they been raised by what we've been able to do 
you know, via the draft and free agency. Yeah, well, yeah, a um, <clears throat> couple of things. Number one, he's in he's in year two, right? So every all the coaching staff should be that old uh, cliche. They should know where the bathroom is, right? They should be a little more familiar, yeah. like anybody else, yep. uh, being in you know in the second year. So that well, that's number one. I did see a change in him throughout the year. I think in the beginning he was trying to be like uh, uh, the CEO, corporate executive, and then after a while he started to get a little more comfortable and get a little fired up and, you know, pass some comments on, on some players. He wasn't beating them up or bashing them, but let them know that, hey, we need we need a little bit more, and, uh, you know, he's feeling his way through. So I, I'll give him that, but a couple of things. You know, they have a hell of a – they have the third toughest schedule this year coming up. So I'm not expecting them to be, you know, I, we all know they're not going to the Super Bowl next year. Uh, but what I do want to see is I do want to see, uh, um, you know, some some more experience at, at, at the coaching, some some better, better clock management, uh, you know, that type of thing, uh, play selection, uh, situational football, that that kind of thing. I do want to see more of that. I don't expect them to do. I do expect them to improve. Um, if, if they win maybe seven, eight games, I'll be, I'll be very happy with that. Um, but I think familiarity, uh, with not only Sala, with all of the coaches, especially the, the offensive coordinator is going to, is going to do us well. So you get some new blood coming in. You got some guys that are, that, that are, are aware of the system and there's some familiarity, familiarity there. Uh, so I think mm-hmm. right out of the blocks next year, they should be, uh, uh, they should be much better, but they do have the third toughest schedule, and it's going to be rough. Uh, in terms of, of of Zach Wilson, and this is this is also answered coming down from Salah. I think that it's going to be important the way they handle him. I know that the guy seems to be like a gym rat; is always looking at videotapes and he's always in it. So I think you just need to be a little bit careful. So I look at it this way: um, I think there's some still some holes on the defense, although the defensive line should be should be pretty ferocious. Looks like you know just after the draft. Uh, but there are some mm-hmm. holes, holes on the defense. Don't put too much pressure on it? the kid. He's still a kid. What, what are the holes on the defense? What are the holes on the defense? Uh, you to, said you, you still think they're – To me, safety and, and linebacker, those would be the two areas that I'd be concerned about. Maybe you disagree, but so you don't, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah, you – you don't like uh, now linebacker. I, I will say that yeah, we've we've definitely had multiple talks on the on the show about linebacker being a concern, especially after uh, Quincy Williams and uh, C.J. Mosley. Those guys go down, we're in some big trouble because Hampton, Nezardine, Sherwood, big question mark. That's why I've been a big advocate of them signing Kwan Alexander, a guy that can come in. He understands the scheme. No, he's supposed to be a veteran guy. But people talk about safety being an, uh, a concern here a lot, and I'm not necessarily concerned. You got Lamarcus Joyner coming back, who was actually going to be, you know, uh, one of our starting safeties last year until he got injured, right? So they're, they're clearly confident in him. Then you got Jordan Whitehead, a guy that literally is championship pedigree. He's coming from the Bucks. Where he okay, I did forget. I did forget about Whitehead. I did forget about Whitehead. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you that. I did forget yeah, about I, that. I, I think so. our yeah. I think our safety. I don't think our safety position is as bad as people really think it is. Now linebacker, I'll give you, but safety, it's like dude, we've got some. We've got some guys, and again, Whitehead isn't like the greatest safety in the NFL, but he's a pretty darn good safety, especially when we talk about coming down in the box and run support. This is a guy that will absolutely lay the lumber and destroy you. You know what I'm saying? Like, we've seen him do it constantly. Right. And he's also a guy that can come in and teach toughness because we saw him play in that Super Bowl game. I think it was a torn labrum. He gutted it out and said, I'm not coming out of here. I'm going to go out there and stand. And we saw what they did to the uh, to the Chiefs in that Super Bowl game. They dismantled him. He was a big part of that. So, go ahead. Right. Right. 
Well, but 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 you know, you're asking me what I what I think the uh, um, the rough spots are in the defense. I don't think it's a defensive line. I think with the corner they brought in, uh, uh, you know, and, and and some of the existing corners and and uh, free agency on the corner, I think they're going to be fine. To me, mm-hmm. like I said, uh, I'm not I'm not saying they're horrible, but those are the areas that you know concern me on defense. But yeah. but but to get back to my point, I think that the the uh, the schedule is extremely difficult. I don't think it's going to be a walk in the park. It's going to be difficult. There's still a young team, mm-hmm. still a young quarterback, still a, a young coaching staff. So what I'd like to see them do is is you know get on and off the field like a look like a football team, look like they know what they're doing and they're well coached. <laughs> number one, I want to yeah. see. Well, yeah. really, you know, I want to see. I want to yeah. see uh, a good clock management, uh, good situational uh, football. But more importantly, when you get, and I agree with you uh, and the colon before everything on Zach, Zach Williams and the coaching staff for that. I think it's important uh, on how you handle them and not to not to put too much on the shoulders too early. I'll give you an example: Bill Walsh with Joe Montana. Mm-hmm. He would only put him in at certain – now, this is a different situation, but the point still holds. He only put him in in certain areas to help him build up his confidence and move forward. Again, it's a different situ- situation, different scenario, different situation, but you have to keep something like that like that in mind. So with that being said, no. on the offensive side, the, 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 I think they upgraded the offensive line, which which is great. I think they up, upgrade, And I wasn't a big uh, fan of bringing in uh, a running back, but I'm glad that they did now after the draft. Uh, the running game should be more improved along with the offensive line. They clearly upgraded the wide receiver. And the big bonus to me is going to be the tight end. So what that means mm. to me is is going to be uh, uh, some uh, some screen plays, a lot of checkdowns, and then go, go for the home run ball when the opportunity uh, presents itself. Don't press for it just slowly methodical move the chains move the ball ball control offense uh through screens and the running play and when the, when the home run ball uh presents itself go for it you don't have to put yourself into a frenzy yeah. and and uh you know, a- absolutely just slow methodical you're not going to the super bowl just learn keep everybody healthy and just get into a group yeah and that's, one, that's one of the things that. you said mike and you're bringing up some great points right there and again um, everything that you're talking about, the, I think we'll see a more balanced offense than what we saw last year because a lot of teams just stacked the box because they knew we couldn't run the football, and they just sent pressure at Zach Wilson. And that destroyed him. We saw him take shot after shot after shot. That's one of the reasons he got injured against New England because he was running for his life. A lot of people don't talk about that. With the improved offensive line, that will help in protection. Also with the improved uh, – the tight end position being improved as well with the run blocking – you know, also us adding a back. So we're going to be running the football quite a bit next year. And, again, this is a run-first offense. I think that that will improve us and really help Zach Wilson. That's going to be my next and final question for you because you're bringing the heat right now, and I'll give you the last word. And then 973 will be coming to you right after this. But give me your thoughts about how an improved running game will help Zach Wilson progress this upcoming season. Well, I think it's gonna. Uh, I, I I just want to get to another point before before I get to that. But uh, you brought up a good point that the, the tight ends will be blocking, and mm-hmm. that's definitely a bonus. I was looking at it differently, more as a safety valve, a quick check there to to move yeah. move the chains. Yeah. But I but I but I agree with you. But I agree with you. Well, a running game is 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 going to help slow the game down, and it's going to take pressure off off uh, off sack not to have to complete that critical pass to keep the the, the drives. Uh, move it. Although he'll need to complete those some of those, obviously, but I think it's going to be it's going to take pressure off him, uh, and it's between the offensive line and the running game. It's going to help you know move the ball forward and 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 uh, help with ball control, uh, help with uh, uh, time of possession, and 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 open up more options for him. Right? More. Yeah. They'll be able to 
add more to the playbook and go to different uh, uh, different plays. And depending upon who they're playing and the defense they're playing, I just think it opens everything up. Now, but with that yeah. being said, I don't expect them to be, you know, Joe Willie this year, right? I mean, I don't, I don't expect that to happen. But as long as they look, everybody looks like a football team that can get on and off. He looks like he's, which I thought he did at the end of the last year, looks comfortable, uh, looks like he knows what he's doing, and he's and he's slowly making, uh, progressing forward, you know, not turning the ball over. That that's that that's all I'm looking for. You you, you want to take the gains you get from this year. And then start to amp it up. Because don't forget, I mean, the what the four uh, the, the the four top picks, they're all rookies. I mean, they're all going to take some time to to kind of to kind of get used to the NFL and and, and that yep. kind of thing. So I'm thinking between the free agency, um, you know, Zach Wilson, the offensive line, all of that stuff, uh, it should start to pay dividends. You know, partially next year, but really the year after that. That's in my mind. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you know, I, I hear you, Mike. Let me let me, let me give you something, Mike, because you did bring some heat. <laughs> you brought some heat Thank and you, some sir. good takes. Listen, Mike, I got to get back to these lines. You have yourself a good night, my friend. You too. Stay well, you and your family. Bye-bye. Thank you. Have a good one. Listen, we're just, Mike brought some heat right there. So we're going to keep on going. Oh, we just missed 973-973. Uh, we were trying to get to you just a second. I guess you're – Moved on. Hopefully we can get to you if you call back in. But listen, this is phenomenal, man. This is phenomenal. A lot of great takes tonight. And I'll tell you what, there's a lot of expectations to Zach Wilson in this upcoming season. And I think, again, a lot of things have been raised because of the raise in talent surrounding him. You look at this offense, it is different. It is much different. It's different than a lot of the talent that we've given a lot of these quarterbacks, you know, in the past. All right? <laughs> like Monty spoke to it us burying, uh, you know, quarterbacks in the past with bad talent. You look at what Sam Darnold had, he didn't have much of anything, right? Now we move forward. Zach Wilson, he's been, you know, you got Corey Davis, you got Elijah Moore, you got Garrett Wilson, who we just officially signed. He's in the building. There's so many things going on here, so many great things going on offensively, and Joe Douglas has been at the helm com- completely handling business, making sure that the guy he drafted is going to be able to produce because guess what? He's going to have the chance to produce. He's going to have guys that are going to be able to catch the football. He's going to be having guys that's going to be able to block for him. He's going to be able to run the football effectively because we have things in place to do that in the NFL. That is good. This is all have been changed by a, a general manager with a plan. We finally have a real general manager. Later. <laughs> Took us long enough. <laughs> Took us long enough. So we'll keep getting to these lines again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639 is the number call in. Next, we're going to 973-973. You look like a new caller. Give me your name, where you're from, and give me your thoughts on Zach Wilson, man. I'm thinking he's going to be a top 15 quarterback next season. Do you think I'm crazy for thinking that? Hello, can you hear me? This is Della 83 in Jersey. Oh, De- hold on, hold on. Della, you be in the chat, okay? We see you. <laughs> For those of you that do not know, <laughs> I got you on Facebook too, the Long Beach Joe Show. You oh. cool as hell. 
<laughs> Salute. Thank you so much, man. Thank you. Listen, I see you. Oh, I know what's going on around here, all right? I, you know, look, I'll be in the savage land. I know what's going on. Listen, Della, salute oh, yeah. to you. I want to thank you for calling in. Salute to being a savage as well. All right? Definitely, now, we're talking definitely. Zach Wilson. We're talking Zach Wilson tonight. We're talking expectations. Yeah. Give me your yeah. thoughts, man. I'm thinking he's going to – I think that with the weapons we've added, with the protection we added, I don't think it's a big deal to think that he's going to be a top 15 quarterback next season. Am I crazy? I do. No, I don't think you're crazy. Top 15, top 20, depending on how things shake out with the supporting parts around him. That's the most important Mm -hmm. key. The defense, keeping it manageable for him, third and, you know, second and manageable, third and manageable, that's going to play big dividends for him. Because if we shorten the playing field for the rookie quarterback or the second-year quarterback, it's going to be cake for him, especially having the knowledge and continuity of the same offense. He's building chemistry with the wide receivers. Like you stated earlier, he bulked up a little bit more from 205 to 220. That's going to pay a lot of dividends for him. He's not going to want to take off and run because he could absorb all the hits. And having those yep. tight ends in Conklin and C.J. Uzama is going to just make it so much easier for him. He doesn't necessarily have to be the best, you know, reader of the defense. Just take what the defense is giving you. That's what I tell people. Just take what they're giving you. You know, you don't have to know yep. oh, they're, they're in cover four. They're in man coverage. Look what the defense is giving you. You know what your offensive personnel is, and just execute. That's it. In the ball off, run the ball, and we're definitely going to have a 1,000-yard rusher. I believe in Brees Hall. I believe in Michael Carter. I'm telling you, bro, this year I feel like it's like a lot like how 2009 was. Nobody knew anything yep. about Rex and Sanchez and everybody, and we came out and we were just running the ball, and we're a run-first team anyway. I don't want to hear none of that, oh, he has to throw for 4,000 yards and – 52 touchdowns like Mahomes, no, 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 no. Let's be our own identity. Let's be what the Jets are, ground and pound. Yeah. Enough with the Kansas City or the East and, and trying to be Seattle or the East. No, we're not doing that. Let's be who we are, and when we be who we are, we typically do well. You know, So I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that he can be top 15, top 20 if he just plays within himself and composes himself. Just like Salah said, yeah. you just have to play smart and boring. Stop with the hero ball. Stop trying to chuck it, you know, 50, 60 yards down the field and try to get the one shot. You know, the, you know, nah, just play methodical football. Play uh, what it used to be, Marty Schottenheim. Play Marty ball. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. take what the defense is giving you. Get that continuity. Get that confidence up. And before you know it, the, the, the game is going to slow down for him, and then he can really just take off. Now he knows what he's supposed to do, his spots where the receiver is supposed to be at, it's going to be cake for him because he does have the talent. He does have the talent. I can't even say and deny it. He has the talent to be very, very successful, but it's going to be the sum of the other parts around him. We need the Breeze Halls. Yeah. We need the Michael Carters. We need Sauce Gardner, you know, to stop the opposing, uh, you know, number one round receivers on opposing teams, which gives us better field position. Time of possession, yeah. uh, playing with the clock, you know, managing the play clock. So I have to get better, you know, as far as uh, adjustments, in-game adjustments. And we're going to be nice, bro. We, last year, we was in a lot of those games. We was in a lot yeah. of those games last year. It was just a lack of adjustments and because it was a rookie head coach, rookie quarterback, this is the first time that they're seeing it. Now, year two, you're not going to get that. You know what I'm saying? You, you ain't going to get that off on us anymore because we've been here before. Oh, we saw this. We know what you're doing. Okay, this guy's cheating down. You know he's going to try to blitz. Let's throw it off to the flat. Let's give it a little bubble screen and negate that. 
and make them pay for their mistakes because they're going to think, oh, it's just the same old Jets. We ain't going to approve. We could just pretty much sleepwalk through whatever game and we're still going to win. Nah, I, 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 yeah. I, that's why I love Rex, man. Rex is like, yeah, here come the Jets, baby. We're going to smash you right in your mouth, and that's that. Like your boy said, go into your house, put my feet up on the couch, and you go make me a sandwich. <laughs> you go make me a sandwich. <laughs> that's a fact. Listen, and you're, you're bringing up so many good, so many good points here. And it, 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 it's, it's, that's why I just love speaking to Jets fans. One of the things that you talked about was in-game adjustments, things changing. And that, that's huge for me. And a lot of people don't think about the coaching aspect. And that's why another part of what we were talking about tonight was the expectations on Robert Seller. Now, another thing that you talked about was not just in-game adjustments. You were, you were also talking about just handling things as far as clock management as well, too, things that he can improve on there as well. But another thing that I think a lot of people weren't or haven't been talking about was the New York Jets were kind of heavily penalized last season. We saw this team yes. give up first downs on stupid penalties, whether it be offside or pass interference calls that would help extend the opposing offense's drives constantly. So when you look at how improved we are, right, I think that there's also expectations on Seller to handle that business as well. What are your thoughts about that going into this season? Do you think Seller will stop this team from being heavily penalized like that this upcoming season with all these new things that we have here defensively? Absolutely. This is year two of his defense with Ulbrich coming from Atlanta or what he was in Atlanta with Dan Quinn and all that. But this is year two in your defense. And if you're a defensive-minded coach, and honestly, I'll be, I'll be honest, I prefer Eric Bieniemy because of his offensive problems. But since we went with Salah, I was like, okay, well, maybe the defense is going to be lights out. So the offense could come along a little bit slower. But as long as you know we have a top five defense, we'll be in every game. So Salah knows this year, this is, this is his calling card. This is what you got the hat on, all gas, no breaks. You want a, a, you know, a terrifying defense. You want a punishing defense just right in your mouth. Well, you got to put your money where your mouth is now, bro, because this is what yep. we brought you here for. We saw what you had in Jacksonville. We saw what you had in San Francisco. So let's get to it. Now you got the horses. Let's go. There's no more excuses. Yep. We got a, a good rotation of defensive linemen, defensive tackles, only weakness I would say is linebacker, you know, linebacker and maybe possibly safety. But outside of that, we set, we are set. So I want the, I want that pressure on the quarterback to make turn the forced turnovers and and uh, the offense getting off the the defense getting off the field faster. So they're not so not, they're not necessarily gassed all the time. It's just like you just eloquently mentioned, we used to beat ourselves. Those penalties used to beat our used to beat our asses more than the other team, and I used to get mad like, damn, bro. I know they're putting they're putting it all out on that field, but we can't do anything. If, you know, if they just running all over us, and then when the offense gets the ball, we can't sustain drives. So now that same defense that was just gassed got to go back out on the field again. That that that's mm-hmm. not conducive to a winning strategy. So I used to just be like, damn, man, we we, we got to go back to how Rex used to have man coverage like just. You know, one-on-one receiver, uh, uh, cornerbacks that's just going to take away one side of the field and the rest of the defense will just do what they got to do. But everyone was saying, oh, no, that's not – Salah's defense is more of a zone. It's not man. I'm like, I'm telling you, and the fact that we got sauce, let me know they're going to they do a lot of one-on-ones. They're going to do a lot of man coverage and just rush the front forward, and that's it. I mean, yeah. you, you, got, you, got to, you got no other choice now because – yeah, another losing season or another season, not necessarily another losing season, but a season where you don't see any marked improvement, 
People are going to start yep. chattering. This lies into Guy, and you know he's going to go first before they talk. try to get rid of Douglas. Because Douglas is trying talk to about, six years. Talk so, about Douglas. You know what you're talking about. I'm telling you. Hey, listen, 83 talking right now because you know this fan base. <laughs> no market improvement? Oh, my goodness. Man, I'm telling you. Bro, I've been oh, here since oh, then, bro. I've seen it all. Hanson, Gino, Fitzpatrick, Hackenberg, Darnold, Zach Wilson. I trust you. I've been here, bro. And I'm just like, oh, we keep doing the same thing. Why don't we just go back to ground the pound? I know everybody hated Rex, but he wasn't scoring like that. And you try to force Mark Sanchez to be this passing quarterback because it was a quote-unquote passing lead. I used to always say, why are we going away from what worked? The ground the pound, mm-hmm. we're playing play action, running the ball, power, power, you know, the power eye formation, that worked. The defense couldn't yeah. stop that. We had two bell cows and Thomas Jones and Sean Green. Why do we go away from that? Oh, no, we got to pass. We got to pass. Then we brought Tebow in. Not to go off on a tangent, but it was just like, stop trying to be pretty. Stop trying to be all cute and just do what works. I mean, get the yeah. job done. Do your job. <laughs> but, hey, yeah. I think you're getting back to that. You're getting back? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I try to, man. I do it logic. I don't try to be <laughs> all in our feelings. And I'm not a homer. And, oh, Zach Wilson going to be the go-up. We got to, we got to, let's, 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 let's just slow it down. Let's pump our brakes. Let's see what the kid can do. This is year two. Listen. Let's give him all the pieces that he needs and then see what he can yeah. do. Listen, I'm telling you, it can get it can get rough. I understand, you know, some just, but I'll tell you what, you're speaking facts right now. You're speaking absolute facts. So my final question for you, because you're bringing the heat, man, we talked about a lot of things that's going on with Sella. Quickly, give me your thoughts about Mike LaFleur and the impact he will have on Zach Wilson this upcoming season as well. How important is Mike LaFleur to the growth of Zach Wilson? LaFleur is going to be pivotal. He's going to be pivotal and crucial to the development of Zach Wilson. As long as he just stays in that booth, I think we're going to be fine. If he comes down to the sideline, it might be a little, it might be a little shaky. But if he stays in that booth up top, I think he's going to see the whole field and he's going to know exactly what place he needs to call the guy that's going to keep him, you know, comfy and that's going to keep him, you know, in, in, in good, not necessarily good spirits, but make him feel confident in his abilities and just. You know, use use the you know use the uh, tools that you have. Like, do the things that he's good at doing, and, and emphasize more at that. Don't have him doing things that you know. Okay, this is a little little tough for him now. He's early on in his career; he doesn't really know too much. Okay, let's go. You know, there'll be time for that. But what he does excel at, let's expound upon that, and let's see if that can help. You know, keep the defense honest, and the little things that he isn't really too well at, he'll have more opportunities to get better. You know, so LaFleur is definitely going to be pivotal for him. And he has no excuses, man. You got the offensive stats, in my opinion. Like I said, Conklin, Zoma, Brees Hall, Michael Carter, Mims. I'm a big Mims supporter. Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson. Come on. You got all these these pieces. It, yeah, Dale. I tell you, it's, I, I support Mims as well, but it's tough. All right, like that boy don't need a field at all. I don't, I don't know if he's even gonna be on the roster next year. I'm gonna keep it a hundred with you. All right, I don't know if he's gonna he be here not, next year. But that but, all depends you know, on that. I'm hoping the ball is spreading the spreading well, the ball. Well, he got to get on the field to get the ball. He got to get on the field to get the ball. You know, he's gonna get on the field. I don't know if you guys seen those pictures. He's gonna get on the field. Yeah, last year. Last season, we saw DJ, DJ Montgomery and, and Tariq Black get on the field and, and have Tariq more targets than yards than he does. I mean, and these guys are coming off the street. It's like, come on. <laughs> come on. Hey, I'm hoping that Mims steps up, man. I'm hoping he does. He was sick. 
Go he ahead. Did I have mean, COVID and he and he lost a lot of weight and stuff like that. But his rookie year, what gives me hope? His rookie year with Sam Darnold, who everyone says is not a better quarterback than Zach Wilson. He seemed to be adjusting very well to the offense. That's what still gives me hope. So it might just be because it was a, a different offense. Like this is first time running in the Michael Four offense, and they want him to know all the routes, X, Y receiver, this, that, and the third. If he's just the X receiver, let him do like again, like I just said. Let him do what he does well. Let him do that. Stop having him learn other stuff that he doesn't really. He's not. You know what I'm saying? That's just you putting too much on his plate. Let him show you what he can excel at and utilize that asset so you can, you know get more opportunities now the defense is going to soften up and you can do and can teach them other things. Because at the end of the day, a student is only as good as his teacher. I can't blame men for that. That's, that's on the coaches. And coaching definitely matters. I can't, I can't blame men for that. Yeah, he got sick and yeah, he didn't do this and the penalties, but he did good with his bro. That was, yeah, I don't know, bro. 6'2", 6 4.5 on the 4-4, and Zach can't get him the ball. I don't know, bro. Just chuck it up. Chuck it up there. Like we used to do with Robbie Yancey. Listen, Del, I hear you. But listen, I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Next time I have a show, man, I want to hear from you. You know your Jets, man. We, You know what I'm saying? I want to hear more from you. I'd love to go back and forth. So you have yourself a good night, my friend. You too. Likewise, brother. Go Jets. Jet life. All right. Salute. <laughs> Del called in. He, he thought he was going to sneak by, man. I know, I know you're a savage. Don't try to, don't try to sleep by me. You know what I'm saying? Don't do that. You know what I'm saying? I know what I know. You know, salute to all the savages in the chat. I see y'all. I'll be having to focus on the convo though. You know what I'm saying? We gotta talk. So, yeah, you know, it's it's tough being a men's guy. I tell you what, <laughs> it's tough because uh, that boy ain't on the field, right? A lot of splinters and he's behind because he's on that bench. He's got to clean it up. But I tell you what, if Mims does step up. There's some position there for him. We got more weapons. Can't cover everybody. You know what I'm saying? So, but listen, this has been a phenomenal show, man. Whoa, a lot of hot takes going on, a lot of discussion. I'm going to go ahead and close the show out now. Salutes to everybody that's watched. Listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. I'm also on Twitter as well, at YoungJ000. Again, YoungJ000. Go ahead and follow me. I'll follow you right back. I'm going to troll me. No issues. I am the troll that lives under the bridge, and I will have my Elijah Vera Tucker jersey on at all times. All times. You know what I'm saying? One of the best young guards in the league. In the league. Out of the gate, the guy came in dominating. You know what I'm saying? That's what happens when you draft players from SC. Fight on. You know what I mean? <laughs> it is what it is. The show's page as well on Twitter is at the Long Beach Joe at the Long Beach Joe. Go ahead and follow that page as well. Content is posted there. We can go back and forth on there as well. And as always, people, if you want to see the show live, I'm on YouTube as well. Go to YouTube. Type in Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Subscribe. Hit that notification bell. You want to troll me, get in those comments, comment, and we can go back and forth in there as well. And as always, people, when you see me in person, all right, because you will see me in person eventually, 
It is arms out, chest open, free hug for everyone. Free hug for everyone. The hugs will cost you absolutely nothing, all right? They will always remain free. Don't listen to anyone that says anything else. The hugs will always remain free. I want to thank you folks for listening, calling in as well. Without you people, I'm absolutely nothing. Thank you again for listening, calling in, and watching as well, because we do these shows live on YouTube. So salutes to everybody. I'll see you folks on the next show. Peace. Yeah.